Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Today on Watching Your Wealth, year-end tax tips for wealthy millennials. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. I'm Veronica Dagger. Brittany Sachs is PwC's U.S. Personal Financial Services Practice Leader. Welcome, Brittany. Oh, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you. So, Brittany, year-end is fast approaching, so wealthy millennials only have a few weeks to make moves that will help them save on their 2016 taxes. So first, you said to think about the importance of timing on your own personal tax situation. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, it's it's so interesting, Veronica, because, you know, a month ago, we kind of thought that tax rates may be on the rise. Mm-hmm. Now, with the changes in the election, certainly, and, and a Republican president and Congress taking a look at both Trump's tax plan as well as the House blueprint, it looks like rates may be decreasing. The big question is when. So that is what's kind of up in the air and what everyone should stay tuned about um, as we keep listening on the news. Uh, but, but as far as 2016 really is concerned, what, when you think of if tax rates may be either the same or reducing um, in, the, in 2017 and 2018, the idea would be more to think about pushing income or deferring income into a future year Mm. or accelerating deductions into 2016 because you'll really get kind of more bang for the buck and more more savings in 2016 while the rates are higher. Indeed, that makes sense. Uh, Before we jump to how we can do that, I just want to ask you real quick, when do you think we might see tax reform? And and as you said, that would apply for, you know, 2017 and beyond most likely, not it wouldn't affect 2016. When do you think we might see Congress and the president kind of get together and work on this? Just if you had to make a bet. It is interesting. I mean, I I wish I had my crystal ball. I mean, certainly, (laughs) there's been some plans out there. And what seems encouraging is that tax reform seems to be a a common topic, whether it's first, second, third, or fourth on the president-elect's agenda. We don't know. Uh, But I think we'll start hearing a lot about it um, in in the coming months. I mean, the House has already put forth a lot of, you know, this House blueprint of what they'd like to see. And so I think in the coming months throughout 2017, we'll be hearing kind of the back and forth, whether it actually gets done and goes into, into effect in 17 or more likely for 18. You know, we'll have to see how that plays out. Interesting. OK, so let's talk about deferring income for this year. Um, what do you mean by that? Does that mean saying to your boss, you know, don't pay my bonus until 2017, the bonus that is for 2016 or... Yeah, I mean, if it was e- as easy as that, certainly that could that would be great. I mean, you know, if, as a cash basis taxpayer, you get paid and you know you get taxed in 2016 what you receive. So that to the extent that you have a bonus that's be able to be paid out in January versus December, that would be a that would be a way to defer your income for a year. You know, it's also things like if you're looking at, at um, selling some stocks and you have some capital gains. Again, thinking about whether you'd want to do it in January versus December. Now, with investments, you never want taxes to kind of drive the day, but it's certainly a factor to consider. And maybe the reverse of that is if you've had some gains throughout the year, thinking about harvesting some losses to offset that gain to try and and make it as as close to zero as possible for 2016 would be helpful. 
Now, if you are one of the probably few wealthy millennials that are actually retired, what is there anything you should be thinking about in that regard? I mean, that is probably like a very, very small percentage of folks this applies well, to. Well, you, you know, whether you're retired or, or whether, um, you know, you, you may be thinking about taking a distribution from your IRA or something, you know, again, that timing could make a big difference. Is, is it possible to do that in January? where the income would be then in 2017 versus 2016 and have it done before the end of the year where the income would then be basically taxed a year earlier. So, you know, the timing really makes a difference. And it's not just when you you pick up this income, but you've got to take a look at your situation to see, you know, are you hitting any limitations or, or, you know, you wouldn't want to be, you know, subjecting yourself to AMT, for example, um, unwittingly. Got you. In terms of accelerating deductions, uh, is that you're talking about charitable, maybe doing more charitable this year? Charitable is probably one of the easiest ones um, that people think of as far as accelerating into 27 or 2016 and doing that in December. A lot of people think about that towards the end of the year. And, um, and you know, you just never know um, going forward with, with tax reform. Um, one of the items that's on, for example, um, President-elect Trump's you know, tax plan is to limit itemized deductions um, in his plan. We don't know what that means. Mm. So there could be a couple benefits of accelerating some of your deductions into 16, like your charitable contributions, also like paying your state tax payments or real estate taxes, all those kinds of things you'll get a benefit for in 16, um, probably when, when either taxes are, are the highest or at least getting a benefit for it today versus waiting for that benefit tomorrow. Makes sense. What about our portfolio? Is there anything to consider in there that we haven't mentioned yet? You know, it's always, you know, and again, I think towards the end of the year, people, a lot of people think about, especially if you're looking to harvest losses or looking at your gains, it's worth to just think about your overall portfolio. Is it is it really tax efficient? I mean, a lot of people are taxed not only on their interest and dividends and gains, but the net investment income tax, that extra 3.8% tax that came about from the Affordable, the Affordable Care Act, is also, is also in, um, comes into play on some of your portfolio income. So are your investments um, basically located in the right place? I mean, you might have retirement accounts and you might have brokerage accounts. Just thinking about the location of different types of assets um, in one type of an account versus another has a big tax impact. Certain investments, you know, are deferring taxation, things like growth stocks or funds, and those, you know, and, and so those already have a have deferral element into them. A retirement account allows you to defer all of the income until you take it out. So just thinking about your different investments that you have and whether they're in a brokerage and a personal portfolio versus a retirement account is an important distinction and it should just be something that you think about and kind of review on an annual basis. Great advice. We're going to have to take a quick break, but I would love for you to stick around and take our fun financial quiz. Are you up for that, Brittany? Oh, of course. All right. Thanks. You stick around, too. Hi, I'm Paul Vigna. If you do not subscribe to the Money Bee podcast, you are going to feel worse than a short seller on the day of a big rally. Go to iTunes and WSJ.com slash podcasts. You want to sign up for this one. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Now, PwC's Brittany Sachs is going to take our fun financial quiz. You ready, Brittany? I'm ready. All right, Brittany, what's the best financial advice you ever received? I think I would say just stick to the basics. You know, I mean, asset allocation, diversification, low-cost choices, no need to get all sexy with a lot of your investments. Make sure you're buying things and investing things you understand. I love that. Worst financial advice you ever heard? 
Um, probably wait until you're ready. You know, it's Ooh. kind of like having kids, right? <laughs> That's not a good answer either. But, you know, the earlier you can start saving and investing, <laughs> the better. <laughs> like the analogy. Phone the blank. Money can buy. I'm going to go with flexibility. Mm. Gives you, uh, by saving and having, you know, having money, it gives you more choices, uh, certainly later on in life. Indeed. Fill in the blank. Money can't buy. As much as I would like to say happiness, that's kind of boring. I, I do agree with that. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with health. Oh, Take yeah. care of yourself. That's really important. Yep. If you want a million dollars after tax, where, what would you do with it? As much as I would like to say I would give it all away and, and <laughs> be very philanthropic, um, maybe I'd give some away, but really... I think it's more, I might do a little shopping, um, probably could afford to upgrade my wardrobe, but mostly I think I would fund my kids' education. I have four kids. My, oh, wow. my oldest just went to college, and that is not cheap. Oh, so. I'm sure it's not. Wow, good for you. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, Brittany. Thank you. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast and become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.